0: Hello and a happy new year to you. My name is Dave and I'm an emerging interior designer in Brisbane, Australia. And I hope you enjoyed some downtime, maybe caught up with some friends and family over the end of year period. I had the pleasure of taking a trip to Sydney for a few days and the weather was phenomenal. We usually spoil here in Brisbane and it seems as though I took some of the weather with me. I enjoyed uh, a very healthy amount of gin and perhaps an unhealthy amount of gingerbread, but a few runs along the harbor and a handful of swims for good measure balanced everything out. And that's what life's about, right? Bit of balance. And with that said, we're often running towards the end of the first week of January, prime summer sunshine and perhaps a time for you to ask yourself, are my curtains up to scratch this sunny season? Well, stick around and find out right here on Disco Designs. All right, firstly, let's talk about curtains as a window covering option. For me personally, I love a good curtain as long as it's done right. And yes, that may sound pretentious, but there is more than one way to ruin the look of a curtain as you'll find out in this episode. It has come, however, to my attention through conversations with friends that many people have a strong aversion to curtains as window coverings, and I'm not sure they deserve the flack that they sometimes get. Like any interior finish, the final product is always driven by the situation and the execution. And yes, there are times and locations that I would avoid using a curtain or a fabric window covering. A top of mind, that would be a kitchen, especially a window above a sink. I would find another way to cover that if I needed some light or privacy control, otherwise i just go without a window covering. Same goes for a typical small bathroom window or anywhere in the bathroom really, unless you have a very expansive space where you can afford ventilation and you could have curtains. I'm talking very large spa style bathrooms, otherwise, For the rest of us, I would avoid the curtains. Curtains or fabric coverings in these situations, they rarely look good. And also they're not particularly functional, especially in wet areas. Other places to be careful about using curtains are gonna be in areas that are high traffic thoroughfares. I'm thinking large outdoor sliding doors that see lots of use. Or in areas that might be susceptible to high moisture, as I was saying, and don't have good access to ventilation. You don't want a moldy curtain cramping your style. Now, I'll admit I have childhood memories of lacy curtains in the kitchen and thick floral plastic backed blackout curtains shielding me from the western sun, but it doesn't have to all be like that. When done well, curtains can bring warmth softness, and elegance to a space. They can be an excellent way to contrast harsh surfaces like large window panes, tiled or concrete floors, and also create an opportunity for you to inject some color, pattern, and texture into your design. Here are my top three common mistakes that people make when choosing and hanging curtains. Number one, how high are you hanging your curtains? The general rule here is you want to hang your curtains as close to the ceiling as you possibly can. There are some exceptions to that rule, but certainly if you live in a space that has a 2.4 or a 2.7 or even a 3.1 ceiling like me, you need to get those babies as close to the ceiling as you can. And the reason being is that long vertical elements will actually make the space feel bigger. If you just place a curtain rod immediately above the window frame, it will create a space of contrast that your eye will subsequently rest on and create the illusion the space is actually lower than it really is. So just try and get them up as high as you can. Now, if you have especially high ceilings, you have a little bit more room to wiggle and some space between the curtain rail or rod and the ceiling can be okay. It depends on your situation. One of my family members has a gorgeous 14 foot ceiling that's about 4.2 meters and they still have their curtains butted up to the ceiling line just below the crown molding and it looks absolutely wonderful and makes a world of difference and really creates a sense of grandeur within the living room that they've got them in. So number two is drop length. Now you have your curtains nice and high. Let's look at how low they are to the floor. I'm a pretty firm believer that a curtain should never be more than three to four centimeters from touching the ground at the absolute worst. So if you happen to have curtains that stop a meter above the floor, you've got a high window somewhere that's just got this random little tiny curtain, it's time for that to go. We need to find a different option for you, whether you go for a Roman blind, whether you go for, a plantation shutter, whether you just tint the window and do without the covering, we need to find something else because those just aren't gonna look good. A random curtain hanging meters from the bottom of the floor, mm -mm, doesn't work. Most of the time, I either want the curtain to be touching or pulling on the floor, but I'll explain what I mean. So let's break down the three options that I give to people when I talk to them about curtain drops. Starting at the highest, this is the float curtain. It will hover somewhere between two to four centimeters from the floor, and I would only use this in high traffic areas, commercial spaces, or where it's critical that the drape panel is perfectly vertical and the full weight of the panel is used to do that. It's best suited for high traffic and commercials because there's less contact with the floor and greater chance the panel will stay cleaner for longer. My most commonly used drop however, is the kiss curtain. This is when the bottom of the panel just touches or kisses the floor. A few things to consider here. This is typically a custom job, either having someone alter the hems to exactly the right length, or if you're handy with a sewing machine, you can do it yourself with a double needle. It is important though that the fabric is pre-shrunk before alterations otherwise if you hem the panels and then wash them there's a good chance that you'll end up with a float curtain from the shrinkage and they'll become significantly shorter. The Kiss Curtain looks very sophisticated and it's a high quality finish as it looks bespoke for your space because it kind of is. So this is my go-to for most situations. Just remember, however, you need to consider the height of the ceiling too. You don't wanna have a beautiful kiss on the floor and a huge gap over the rod or railing or you'll just lose the effect. Remember, big vertical lines will elongate the space and make it feel much bigger. The last drop length is the puddle curtain. This is my personal favorite, but sometimes practicality or the existing design style rules it out as an option in a particular project puddle curtain is when you have an excess on the bottom of the drape panel that quite literally puddles or pools on the floor. This is usually between 10 to 15 centimeters of excess fabric. It's a romantic and grand statement and it's perfect for bedrooms, home studies, reading spaces or libraries or formal dining where you want to create a feeling of opulence and grandeur. It is the least practical of the three different lengths as it will gather the most dust. And if you draw the drapes frequently, it'll often mean you need to clean it more regularly as well because it's pulling and dragging across the floor. But if you have a traditional design style or a historical home, it really does look beautiful. It also gives you the opportunity to style the drapes in place a little more as well as they will hold their shape. So you can add more movement and variation to the space. The last mistake that I commonly see is around the volume and the width of the drape. Regardless of style, it's important that you have sufficient volume and enough panels to cover the full span of the rail. If each panel is pulled tight, or if gaps exist between the drapes when it's drawn, it looks tacky and it's ineffective. Often this can just mean buying one extra panel and having it there as a buffer. Always ensure that you measure the width of your span and include enough allowance so you have excess fabric along the span when it's in use. Sidebar here, if you're never actually going to draw the curtains and then there to frame the window, you don't necessarily have to worry about that, okay? Also ensure that your rods or rails are wider than your window panel if possible. For a single or double window, you want to be able to fully retract and store the curtains to the outer sides of the window. So you have a full unobscured view of the window. For larger windows or floor to ceiling situations, just try and get the panels as far as you can to the side so you can maximize the viewing angles. Now I've got a couple of bonus ones for you here as well to consider when choosing drapes. Blockout factor, think about the room the drapes are gonna be used in. What's the purpose of the drapage? Is it to block the sun? If it is, then you need to ensure that you get panels that are fully rated to block out the sun as most panels are more just light control or general privacy drapes. If you need both general privacy and blockout, perhaps consider a double or a triple track system where you can have both sheer and blackout curtains. This would be my suggestion for bedrooms or for media rooms where you're looking to completely block out light. Another thing to consider when putting together and purchasing a a curtain or a draping system is to think about your tie backs to hold the panels. Now, in certain situations, you may not want to use a tie back and just have it hanging freely, but especially if you have a puddle curtain, having a good tie back to create shape is a good option. It might be a kitschy rope and tassel situation, or maybe a handmade brass octopus you found on, on Etsy. Either way, it'll help to build some more character and opulence, or you can just let your hair down in the space and have some fun with a playful tie back. With that, we're headed towards the end of this episode. I'm going to post some of these examples of the different curtain lengths on Instagram for you to take a look at. And you can find me at disco.designs on Instagram. That's D-I-S-K-O.designs. If you take nothing else away from today, make sure that your curtains are basically as tall and as wide as you can get them to create a harmonious and beautiful space. And if you have a weird high up window, that's probably not the space for a curtain. Maybe consider replacing it with a Roman blind or a shutter instead. Well, thank you so much for joining me down at the Disco Factory. Till next time, my name's Disco Dave. Be kind to yourself.